Hi, this is Catherine Lorimer and welcome to probably take 22 of my next edition um, of my wellbeing journey. Um, and just to explain that, I usually do this in maybe the first take or the second take, but my puppy is being a little bit enthusiastic this morning. So, you know, I'm just going to have to acknowledge the fact that you might hear her in the background. So if you hear a random thud or a bit of a squeak, you know what it is. I'm going to just have to work around it. Um, so this is a special podcast. It's for November the 5th and it's called What This Beautiful Woman Wants. I was watching a police documentary last night. Actually, it might have been the other night. But I heard a policewoman talking about domestic abuse and how it shouldn't be happening in 2022. And I thought what she said was brave and eloquent and right. Girls growing up now seem to grow up far too soon and they're influenced by social media and celebrities and what they see. And it seems to be that a woman is dependent upon how many likes she has and what she needs to wear. Does she wear the right clothes? Does she have the right look? Does she have the right waistline and say the right thing? Um, because she needs to, to attract a man. And if her self-esteem is so low, she will tolerate a man who abuses her because she thinks that this is all she deserves. Well, I don't think that's right. You know, I'm not the right size and I never will be. But you know what? You can accept that or you can move on. I don't follow fashion and I wear what I think I look nice in. I know I haven't had a boob job or plastic surgery. Everything you see is real and what you see is what you get. And yes, I want to attract the right man by looking nice. But that man should be able to see past all of this superficial stuff and see who I am as a person inside. As when we age and start wrinkling, that's the thing that will define your relationship. And it's not just about whether you are beautiful or not. Now, I do appreciate that there are lots of different gender identities out there. And that's great. I'm fully supportive. And this advice is actually for whatever sexuality you are, as it's about being the person inside. But as this is my well-being journey, it's primarily about me. So it's going to be based on a heterosexual relationship because that's my bag. Now, as I've named my podcast after the film What Women Want, talking about this film seems a great place to start. And the arrogant man played so fantastically well by the amazing Mel Gibson, who thinks that all women love him until he hears what they are actually thinking about him and realises they don't. Now, the key points for this film are that every woman is different. We all have different wants and needs and thoughts and feelings. And Mel Gibson actually finds the right woman for him. But this is because he has to actually listen to what it is that she's thinking so he can understand what it is that she actually wants. And then I got to thinking about what I want. I thought, do you know, it would be an awful lot simpler if I actually said what I wanted. Why don't we do that as women? We just try and think that the man will be able to guess what we want, but they never do. So rather than moan to my best friend that my future man has not done or said the right things because I've not told him what I want, he'll already know because he can listen to my podcasts and I'll have told him. Now, if he does these things and knows what I want, then I'll know that he's serious. And if he does want to be with me, and if he doesn't care if the whole world knows how he feels about me, then I'll know that that man really is the man for me. So what do I want? 
this seems like a great opportunity for me to review some of my favourite romantic films and decide which moments I like and think about what it is that I want from my next relationship. So one of the most memorable movie moments for me is from Top Gun. The moment that Maverick, a.k.a. the amazing Tom Cruise, sees Charlie, played by the beautiful Kelly McGillis, in a bar. He grasps the mic and sings, You'll never close your eyes anymore when I kiss your lips. Now, it's not really the most romantic of songs, is it? It's about a relationship that seems to be in some sort of turmoil. But it gets Maverick noticed. And if a man were to sing any song to me, especially one that he'd written for me, directly to me, saying it was, and telling everybody that it was written for me, then that would definitely get him a seat at my table. But that's an American movie, right? And I'm English, so those rules don't apply. Wrong! Of course a woman wants a man to show her that he likes her, or how else is she expected... Or who else is she expected to know? Her crystal ball might not be that accurate. Now, it seems like a good time to look at Bridget Jones and think about how I'm behaving. Am I looking desperate? Checking out all the men that I see because I need a man in my life? A quick assessment tells me I'm not. I'm interested in eating out, going to pub with friends, walking, having fun, travelling to different places and seeing different things. And yeah, these are the things that I would like to do with my next guy. But at the moment, I hardly notice a man until he, unless he speaks to me because I'm happy with who I am. But in the words of the amazing Chrissy Hind, don't get me wrong, it's taken nearly a year to get myself back to this point. I am also not superficial. I don't go for a man purely on how he looks or who he is or what job he does or how much money he has. It's what's inside that matters to me. Cliff Richard was my childhood crush because he seemed nice and was funny whereas my cousin went for the more traditional Matt Goss from Bross. I will ask the question, does he make me laugh? If all he does is talk about how brilliant he is and how much money he's got, then, Janae, you can forget it. I'm not interested in those superficial things. I'm a deep person, and that's just too shallow for me. Deep feelings matter. So show me you have depth, that you care about things that are happening in the world. One of my favourite films is Sweet Home Alabama. Sweet Home Alabama. The main character has become a commercial success. But she's lost sight of who she is and where she comes from. And she's forgotten that the man that she feels most comfortable with, the man who has never given up hope of getting her back to him, as to him she is home. And who's not afraid to also stand up to her and point out her failings. And that's what I want. I need a man that can stand up to me and say, actually, I think that idea is completely stupid. What are you thinking? Because I do have crazy ideas sometimes, but I need to learn to stop judging myself. But, you know, to have someone that would say, that's a bit crazy, (laughs) what are you thinking, would be great rather than just someone who goes along with it and says, yeah, that's a great idea because I want honesty. Now, I'm also thinking about what my type is, and I would say it's a mixed bag. I've gone out with guys who are much taller than me, guys who are much shorter than me. I don't find blondes attractive. Sorry, Daniel Craig. And he would need to work for a living and enjoy what it is that he does. 
It wouldn't bother me if he was a parent or not, as if you like the man, then you accept whatever baggage he comes with as it's part of who he is. And, but sharing the same sense of humour is so important because at the end of the day, laughter is free and I believe that's one of the most important things in a relationship, the ability to have fun with each other and laugh at each other's jokes. Because then when one of you is down, the other one can always cheer the other one up. So I like to eat out in nice places, but you know, not overpriced. I go for the food and not just to be seen. I like a drink, so a church-going teetotaler isn't going to be the next man for me. I don't care if he doesn't cook, I'm enjoying doing that. But he needs to be tidy and accept the fact that sometimes I'm going to turn up late. And he also needs to accept that he won't get his own way because I'm stubborn and determined and I know my own mind. My mum once bought me a sign that said, Why be awkward? With a little more effort you can be bloody impossible. Some people might describe me as difficult. <laughs> I may be right. You don't have to have everything the same as opposites attract, but you need to have an opinion about things, which moves me on to my next romantic film, Must Like Dogs. That's a given. I'm not giving up my dog for you. I enjoy walking with a dog. I enjoy having a dog in the house. It's part of who I am. If you like horses, I can ride as well. That's a bonus. But, you know, it's not a necessity for me anymore. And what about timings? I'm a firm believer that certain things happen at certain times of your life. As when you look back, you know that if they'd happened sooner, then they'd not have worked. And that you needed to evolve as a person and live life and get to the point where the time is right. Look at when Harry met Sally. They were always in and out of each other's lives, but didn't get together until they were older as this was the right time for them. In serendipity, it was a chance meeting, it was fate they met that first time. And even as time passed, they still both looked for each other, despite the fact they had different relationships, until they found each other again, at the right moment in time. And this naturally leads me onto an affair to remember, which is a must-see if you want to know whether Cary Grant met Deborah Kerr at the top of the Empire State Building or not. Which moves nicely on to Sleepless in Seattle and Meg Ryan, the amazing Meg Ryan, ending up being the woman that Tom Hanks, very cute and funny Tom Hanks, had seen before and really liked the look of. And had she felt something when she heard him on the radio that touched her heart and felt the need to travel thousands of miles just to catch a glimpse of him? Well, they both met up in the end. Equally, sliding doors is a moment on the subway when two people meet and who could forget the Spanish Inquisition, certainly not John Hanna and Gwyneth Paltrow. Pretty Woman, the modern-day Cinderella, Richard Gere meets Julia Roberts, while neither are looking for love. They both unexpectedly find it when they are older, as it was the right time for them, because that was their moment. Now, my all-time favourite film is a movie called Made in Heaven. An old college friend loved it and got me to watch it, and although it starts off in black and white, it quickly moves to colour, and it's about two souls who fall in love in heaven. The female is sent down to earth and the male soul begs to be sent down to find her and his wish is granted and he's given a set time period to find her. And later on in life, just in the nick of time, they pass each other on the street and recognise each other and they've met. Now, if we're living in a technological world where everyone is looking for love on a mobile phone, tablet, laptop, 
then how are we going to have moments when we pass the short, scruffy-looking stranger in the subway, see the flash of light when our eyes meet in a crowded place, and despite the fact that he looks as though he's recently taken a shitload of drugs, glued to the spot, unable to move or speak, both instantly recognising the connection between the two of you, then spend so many bonfire nights regretting not looking back or doing something about it, years of wondering if it was him, and what if until you finally pick up the courage to send a Facebook message inspired by Andrew Lincoln in Love Actually because it is Christmas, just before the pandemic hit, because what if something happens to one of you and it was him? Then you hear the words from your Facebook message have been turned into adrenaline. Ironic how two different songs describing the same moment from two different people's point of view were both number one hits somewhere. And you work out the answer that you actually knew all along deep inside. But now you know for sure that I know you and you know me. So you spend your newfound freedom travelling about Europe, making up for all those lost years since you last saw him in Birmingham 2006. How are you going to have these moments on screen? So single people of the world, go out and live your lives, put your phone in your pocket and look up into the world so you can see who is coming around the corner towards you. And make sure to get a good look at their eyes, as that's the key to the soul. Then don't be afraid to take a chance and talk to a stranger. It might just be the best thing that you ever do, because there's only ever going to be one moment in the universe like the one that I had. And I let the chance go by when he was jumping up and down and screaming, pick me, pick me. I didn't hear him. And now he's already taken and I'm too late. But I do need to be honest with the next man in my life as it's a moment that will follow me until the end. So you will need to accept this and be able to live with it, as it is part of who I am.